the stars are out in Boulder, and Deion Sanders is to blame. Coach Prime has so many stars in attendance for the Colorado Spring Game. It's going to be such an event, and I'm going to talk about that and more on today's episode of Locked on Buffs. You are Locked on Buffs, your daily podcast on the Colorado Buffaloes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? This is Locked On Buffs. I am your host, Kevin Borba, today recording to you live, reporting for, to you live from a hotel bedroom in Boulder, Colorado. I was landed here last night, and I'm very excited for the spring game tomorrow. Um, today we got an action-packed episode again. We're going to be talking about all the star power that's at the going to be at the spring game. Um, we're going to talk some more transfers. Colorado has some guys visiting. They have some guys that they missed out on, and then there's some guys that are they've sent some offers out too. So we'll discuss that, and then they've also lost some people. And then we're going to discuss who's announcing the game and how excited they are. Um, hint, hint, it's Chris Fowler, notable Colorado alum over at ESPN. Um, but before we do, I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Boast your first listen every day. Uh, make sure to f- like, subscribe, and share. Um, we're available wherever you get your podcasts, and we're free every day. Um, okay, let's dive right in. Um, the biggest storyline of yesterday, and I tweeted about it over at Athlon, and some other people tweeted about it too, and it's how I saw it. Um, there's just a ton of stars showing up to this game. Um, and one of them is one of the more famous rappers in music, the music industry right now, Grammy-nominated artist Rick Ross. Um, him and Coach Prime were chopping it up. They were they were actually debating what, cal- what color um, cowboy hats they were going to wear um, because Rick Ross, he's a country guy himself. Um, I always see videos of him like randomly cutting down trees and running ATVs and stuff. So very country guy himself. So Colorado seems like the the right place for him to visit and stuff like that. Um, the two were discussing cowboy hat color. You could tell they were having a great time together. And you could kind of tell that obviously rappers like Lil Wayne and Rick Ross coming to Colorado, they don't they don't score any touchdowns for you, but they do kind of get you cool points with recruits. Um, recruits love, uh, and this is this is fresh out of I forgot who said this. It was an athlete. I think it was a football player or a basketball player, but it was all rappers. I think it was a basketball player because it said they said something like all rappers want to hoop and all hoopers want to rap. And I feel like it's similar for football. Um, they're all interested in the rap game. Um, a lot of hip hop has inspired a lot of these kids. A lot of these kids when they post. Um, recruitment videos or anything they have hip-hop songs so having notable hip-hop stars on campus is just huge for recruiting because it just gives you more cool points factor as if coach prime needed any more cool points on the recruiting trail um let's i mean let's get it let's get it straight he doesn't um and then another notable guest on campus is david bakhtiari um former buff himself um nfl offers alignment uh, he he did a nice video about the buffs, talking about how excited he was and what it meant for him to be back uh, today. And then one of my personal favorite buffs is back. Uh, we have LaVisca Chanel. Um, I think when I think of modern Colorado football, I think of him. Um, I just do. Uh, he's one. I think he's got to be one of my favorite Colorado players. Him, Philip Lindsay, um, and then there's some two. There's some more greats on campus as well as Cordell Stewart and um, Michael Westbrook are both in attendance. And so the attendance list is just popping. I have. I would imagine there's going to be more and more uh, people. I wouldn't say coming out of the woodwork. I just feel like we don't know everybody who's coming yet. And so there's going to be tons of people there. Um, it's going to be a great time for everybody that's there. I'm excited to see 
just the overall buzz. Um, it was kind of fun. 24-7 uh, released a video yesterday, and they are like, this is going to be the, the biggest uh, event for Colorado fans, or there's going to be so many Colorado fans. There's never been this many. And it's like, okay, don't do my bus fans dirty like that. They, they're they out there when the team is 1-11 playing Cal and fighting for their first victory of the year. So don't, don't give me this – Obviously, there's a ton of excitement, and the excitement is probably at a, a different level than last year when they were trying to fight for that one win. But don't act like these Buff fans aren't out here supporting. We, I know you guys have been consistently supporting, um, but it is exciting to see all the famous and recon, uh, the recognizable names in attendance because all the NFL alum coming, all of the superstars in the rap game, and all of the uh, just overall famous people that want to come. It just makes Colorado look that much more attractive, and I think the best part about it is when they come and they're, they're they talk about how much they love Boulder. Um, so far, I've only expa- explored like uh, Folsom Street. I don't know Folsom Avenue, Folsom Street, whatever it's called. Um, I don't have a car, so I'm just walking everywhere. I'm, I'm going mobile. I'm on I'm on foot this time, so very excited um, to continue to see who else is in attendance, and I will keep you guys covered on that over at Athlon. Um, Guys, something exciting is coming to Built on April 22nd, the day of the spring game. Um, I don't have all the details yet, but the excitement is real, and if it's something you don't want to miss, if you know how Built works, they have the most incredible protein bars in the world, and they do amazing flavor drops with unreal flavors in limited quantities. So mark your calendars, head to Built.com on Saturday, April 22nd to be one of the first to discover what all the hype is about. I can't wait to see what this new flavor is. Make sure to use promo code LOCKEDON15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, I'm pushing for not that I have a preference. I'm just I feel like I'm pushing for a, a non-chocolate flavor. Otherwise, it's gonna be like maybe a chocolate caramel or something. But I think strawberry cheesecake would be my non-chocolate flavor, chocolate caramel. Um, I don't know. It's a tough call. Um, I guess we'll find out on April 22nd. Um, but let's dive right back into the transfer portal. There is some um, uh, major transfer portal news. Uh, in regards to who Colorado has offered, um, who they have in the mix, and then they have also lost out on a couple people, which is very rare, um, but it happens. Uh, so first off, let me pull up my handy-dandy uh, Colorado tracker and pursue and who they're pursuing list over on Athlon, which I will be putting in the description of this video. Um, they have, they're going after Trevin Mae. I hope I'm saying that right, the edge from Oregon. Um, he was a the number 635 player nationally out of the 2019 class. And then there, of course, they contacted Bear Alexander, the number one transfer in the portal, um, former top 50 player. Uh, USC and Texas are really going hard after him. Um, some other guys uh, that will be in attendance um, that they've been targeting in the portal, that they're going to be in attendance for the spring game. Florida State transfers Derek McClendon and uh, Brennan Gantz, the linebacker. Um, McClendon started 12 games this past season, had three and a half sacks. Um, and then Gant has appeared in 43 games, um, a veteran guy. Uh, also, five star, this isn't transfer related. Cormani McClain will be in attendance, so that's exciting. Um, University of Louisiana, Anthony Campbell will be in attendance. Um, and also, Alabama defensive back transfer, uh, Jaquez Robinson will also be in attendance, which that's kind of the bread and butter for this this um this Colorado staff on defense especially um, that's how they got the Mike Kennedy and it wouldn't su- surprise me if they bring in Jaquez Robinson who um he ha- he's a special teams guy uh, at Alabama uh he had just the uh, two total tackles this past season uh, junior out of Jacksonville Florida um but he has familiarity with South and Sari he has f- familiarity with Charles Kelly and so having 
the relationships that he does with them could help Colorado immensely. Um, so look for that. And then more guys are in the portal for Colorado, which I'm that's what I was pulling up. Um, slipped my mind. Um, okay, here we go, because they have another entry. So, again, I like to go through them all just in case um, this is someone's first time tuning in. Uh, Chance Main, who was on Last Chance U, um, transferred over from Incarnate Word. Uh, he was no longer with the program, but was granted an extra year of eligibility. Um, he will be in the portal. Keyshawn Mills, a corner. Uh, Dylan Dixon, the safety. Nika Reed, a corner. Jail Stacks, a running back, who I believe the other day I saw him getting some Arkansas hype. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Austin Smith, the tight end. Caden Ludwig, a linebacker. Ryan Williams, the defensive lineman. Tyus Martin, defensive lineman. Um, Simeon Harris, a corner. Naeem Rodman, um, defensive lineman. Alan Baugh, defensive lineman. Zach Courtney, another tight end. And the latest entrance, entrance, yeah, entrant, excuse me, Joshua Wiggins, which ironically his brother played for Coach Prime at Jackson State. Um, but Joshua is in the portal. Um, bringing the total to 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 13 guys in the portal for um, this spring. Um, it also marks, I believe, the 24th uh, guy that to enter the portal since Coach Prime has taken the job, which I talked about on yesterday's episode. That's a good thing. Um, not that these guys weren't good, not that these guys weren't going to contribute, but the more spots that open up, the more spots for a Bear Alexander or a Jacquez Robinson or the, the Florida State duo. There's more room for them if more spots open up. So I know it's probably harder for fans to keep seeing all these guys, some fans. Some of the fans totally get the process, and they're like, yes, more of you leave. Um, but I think some fans, they get – we and even I do too sometimes. We think about the human element of things because it's like – well, they, they probably dreamed about coming to Colorado. They probably were really excited to come to Colorado. It just didn't work out. And unfortunately, in this modern era of college football, when they have the transfer portal and they have their um, instant eligibility, for some of these guys, it's just the better decision to transfer right away because you never know if it's going to eventually work out for you. And you don't want to be – you have to figure out a way to not get buried on the depth chart but also figure out a way to stay and compete. And I think for some guys it's hard to find that mix because – it's just difficult to be like, you know what, while I haven't played and like while I practice, I'm getting like five reps of practice, excuse me, five reps of practice. You know, I still want to fight. And then I think you have to realize that sometimes that it just may not work out. Um, so, yeah, let me let me do a quick Twitter scroll to make sure there's no. Because I swear every time I go on Twitter, like after the show, there's someone else that's there that I did not talk about um, just because they had literally just joined um nobody um let's see yeah nobody nobody else is coming okay no that i see or nobody else no other transfers that i've seen um okay so now let's talk about the the difficult part of this aspect um i said they met, they lost two transfers and they did they were both jackson state transfers um they were both um they were both guys that Many of you were like 99.9% sure that Colorado was going to get, um, and it didn't work out. Oh, another guy that's coming, Cameron Robinson, Robertson, excuse me, North Texas Edge. Uh, he was like a Conference USA uh, freshman of the year or something like that. Uh, he's coming to the spring game as well, so look out for him. Um, but if you are on my uh, tracker list and you scroll down 
four players, five players, excuse me, counting Zara. You see Juriente Davis, um, the linebacker out of Jackson State, number 15 player in the portal. Um, I had other schools in the mix, Kentucky, Texas A&M, UCF. He actually announced his decision to go to Texas A&M. Um, he said he wants to be the next great linebacker, help them get to a national championship. And then one guy who I know a lot of you guys were hopeful for, and I hate to see it happen. Um, I kind of felt like it, at first I was confident. I, I shared your confidence with you guys. Um, I just thought that his all of his um, – how do I get – his tendencies in terms of posting seemed like he was a lock for Colorado, but it just did not work out. Uh, Shane Hooks, uh, the wide receiver transfer, six foot four, uh, Jackson State guy, leading receiver for the Tigers last year. Um, he he went to the SIP um, as Ole Miss or as Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss say, come to the SIP. He went to the SIP, and it was obviously a very hard decision for him. I have an article coming out about it in about thirteen minutes. Um, yeah, he just talked about how it was a difficult decision um, to to choose Ole Miss. Um, it actually sounds like because he announced yesterday, and it honestly sounded like, and he literally said, which I guess it doesn't sound like if he said it, but he said that he decided that day that it was Ole Miss. And so I'm not sure if maybe he looked at the Colorado wide receiver room and was just like, that's too full for now, um, or maybe he just wanted to go play in the SEC. Um I think, and I've talked about this before, I think that is the only issue recruiting-wise that Coach Prime and Colorado will run into is some guys, and it's not a bad thing. I mean, if you look at the drafts from, I think it's, I just saw a tweet about it yesterday too, and this is why I bring this up. Um, the SEC has literally produced the most draft picks um, in every draft since I think it was like 2002 or something crazy something crazy like that. And so 2007, excuse me. So from 2007 to 2022, um, the most players drafted by a conference has been the SEC. Um, so a lot of these guys uh, believe, and obviously it's true that the SEC has been historically the the conference that gets you to the NFL. Um, I think especially these guys are both from Southern states too. Um, they, it gets them closer to home. Um, so gets them closer to home, and they just, I mean, it's an opportunity of a lifetime. Um, not everybody gets to play SEC football. Uh, I think Geriente Davis, he, he started his career um, at the JUCO level, I believe. Uh, let's see. Started his career at, um, let me pull this up real quick. Yeah, he started at Hutch um, Community College, which is in Kansas. Then he went to Middle Tennessee State, and then he ended up at Jackson State playing for Coach Prime, and now he has a chance to make the jump to the SEC. Um, very rare opportunity. Um, does someone get to kind of end up at a power school like that? And then Shane Hooks, on the other hand, he started his career at Ohio, uh, not Ohio State, Ohio, um, the University of Ohio Bobcats. And then he went to Jackson State, and now he's he's at Ole Miss where he's going to be playing with Jackson Dart or Spencer Sanders, whoever wins that quarterback job. And so, yeah, I think I've said this and I'll say it again and I'll continue to say it until I'm proven wrong. I think some guys um, like Colin Simmons, for example, the five-star edge out of Duncanville, who I think he saw this and was like, I'm not just going to go to SEC school, but his, he he was in an interview that said he was very interested in the SEC. So that's why I said that. Um, he said that the SEC is just, 
produced a lot of guys and stuff like that. Um, but I think that's going to be the biggest issue for Coach Prime and, and company is some guys just want to play in the SEC, and that's okay. That's okay. Um, but so let's move on. Um, also, I wanted to thank you guys for watching Locked on Buffs, listening to Locked on Buffs. Um, if you know me, um, you know that I'm a sucker for mock drafts. Um, and Locked on's NFL mock draft special is here, and it's bigger than ever. Follow along as all 32 teams' first pick in a six-episode Ultimate Mock Draft experience only Locked On can de- deliver. All episodes are available now on Locked On NFL Draft on YouTube or wherever you get to listen to your podcast. Um, great episode. Um, I feel like they had some really good picks in there, you know. Um, I, I I wasn't a part of it. I wish I was, but it was all the NFL podcast. Um, so they did a fantastic job. I love looking at mock drafts. Um, it's never too early for a mock draft. Um so we'll find out. Uh, we're going to find out how accurate they are, and we're going to find out um, basically who is right, who is wrong. Um, I I think the funniest thing would be, and this is like a little side tangent, because um, I always see these Mel Kuyper takes where like the Jimmy Clausen one stands out where he's like, Jimmy Clausen's not a bona fide star. I'll retire. And Jimmy Clausen is like one of the worst busts ever, and he's still going, and he's just – same thing every year and it's like what if, what if we had like their percentage of correct picks like how how risky would they be getting would there be more research done i don't know i'm just saying um anyway that's not that's not the espn personality i want to talk about chris fowler um espn announcer uh, play-by-play guy who actually kind of broke the news that colorado will be having numbers during the spring game because that was a concern of mine i mean i talked about it over on the locked locked on pack 12 podcast i was like only 12 people have numbers and I'm not really sure how that's going to work. Um, like in the game, like, are they just going to continue with the tape on or are they just going to be given a random number? Um, they do have numbers. I don't know if that that's their permanent number, but we'll see. Um, maybe some guys got numbers by like the, the guys that got to pick their numbers may have got first choice. And then maybe the coaches just like ran down the list and were like, okay, who wants their number? Um, and kind of picked that way. I guess we'll find out. Um, but Chris Fowler is a, Colorado alum, and he's going to be doing the play-by-play announcer um, for ESPN's broadcast of Colorado Spring Game on tomorrow. Um, he will have Robert Griffin and Quentin, Quint Kasenich. I don't know if I said that right, will join him on the broadcast. Um, in an interview, he said, if you had told me a year ago I'd be doing this 0% chance and a sanity check would have been my response. I can tell you how I imagine it when I walk out there Saturday would be truly surreal. Even being on campus Friday and watching a practice and being around Prime and seeing lovely Folsom Field will be cool too. Um, obviously, the main reason that uh, Fowler is here is because Coach Prime is here. Um, I think if you told him last season um, without any con- – like if you told him before last season without context that Coach Prime was coming to Colorado, you're like, hey, you're assigned to the Colorado spring game next year. He'd be like, Why? You know, he's like Carl Durrell. No, no, thank you. Um, but obviously it's a different thing. Um, and this is um, Fowler still talking in an interview with uh, Buff Zone saying, I'll be honest with you. I was shocked how bad they were until I went back and looked at the tape and looked at the analytics. I knew they struggled. As an alum, I keep an eye on it, but they were so far off the national radar. I was shocked at how bad they were. Historically bad. I had no idea. Didn't do anything well. They kicked, they kicked field goals well, but not one thing you could say offensively or defensively they did well. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that just is a testament to how clutch Red George was this offseason because he probably pulled in. Um, I think this is a perfect hire. Coach Prime is literally going to save this program from itself and irrelevance, really. Um, and then Fowler continued saying it's an unusual hire, some would say a desperation move, but Colorado is in a desperate situation. 
And then he said, is it a geography, a ge geographic fit and a historic fit? No. But what does that mean anymore? Everything is more fluid. And Colorado has the biggest rebuilding job I've ever seen, possibly in years of covering this sport. It's a rebuilding, uh, or excuse me, if you didn't have the portal, it'd be impossible to rebuild quickly. It would take years to get a pulse. Now you can get out, now you can get, can take out the defibrillator and bring back a patient to life on the slab, thanks to the transfer portal, which is, he's already done. Wow, that was quite a statement right there. Um, I didn't, I, I was like stumbling reading that because I was like, where's this going? Um, and then he says, when you don't have hope and you don't have belief, and you don't have the confidence and you don't have swag and you have the perception that you're the worst program in the country, you have nothing. You need someone who could bring all those things and Dion checks all those boxes. And so obviously the support from the alum is there. Um, this is going to be a huge, huge event. Um, I talked about on yesterday's episode how they could win um, the spring game. So go check that out. Um, this is going to be a massive thing for Colorado. Um, massive episode or a massive episode. I mean, it'll be a great episode uh, come Monday when I'm talking with whoever I'm talking with about the spring game, but it's going to be a huge, huge event. Uh, and I'm excited for bus fans. I'm excited for the bus. I'm excited for everyone who loves Colorado because I think the past few years kind of soured your taste of the football you remember. Like you guys are always telling me about the nineties and the, the couple seasons here and there sprinkled in within the two thousands where they, they were good. And, I just, I just want you guys to feel that excitement again. Um, I'd love to cover a good Colorado team. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, that'd be exciting as well. Uh, I covered Stanford last year and only saw three wins, so that was depressing. And then the couple of years I covered Texas, they won like seven and five games. So I'm, I'm, I want to see a good team. I want to see a successful team, you know. Um, so let's, uh, let's, let's push for it, you know. Let's, let's go Buffs, you know. Um, everybody, I appreciate you guys for tuning in to Lockdown Buffs. Um, I'm Kevin Borba, and Again, Locked on Buffs available wherever you get your podcast. Um, make sure to like, share, subscribe, and I will see you guys on Monday. Um, enjoy watching the spring game. It's at 1 o'clock uh, Eastern time, I believe it is, on ESPN, um, ESPN cha main channel. Um, enjoy. Uh, go have fun. Support your Buffs, and I'm sure uh, there will be a lot more transport updates. I will put the article link in the um, in the description. Um, it'll be updated, of course, like it is every day, and I will see you guys on Monday.